welcome to We're Sorry, We Can't, Don't Hate Us. I'm Shannon, and I'm still waiting for my Charlotte York apology muffin basket. I'm Emma, and I would always accept bullshit bagels from a friend. <laughs> I'm sorry I can't, don't hate me. The motherfucker's concise. I revealed too much too soon. I was emotionally slutty. Okay, I'm a big whore. I think we have a stiff breeze. I'll give you a hundred dollars if you say something bitchy about someone we know. That's bullshit, there is none! I don't know, I feel like all bagels might be bullshit, but that's just my hot take. <laughs> Wait, you don't like bagels? I don't like bagels. They're just, no, they're not for me. Have you ever had, okay, I'm celiac, so I'm not really one to talk, but have you ever had like a Montreal bagel with like the really creamy, like delicate, that's the word that comes to mind, like that cream cheese? I, okay, yes, I have. Um, and I specifically had one right before I got a tattoo because I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to eat a Montreal bagel. Um, but yeah, no, it didn't, it didn't wow me. Wow. Didn't do it. <laughs> Hot take indeed. <laughs> Carrie's not fooling me with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would, I mean, she did forget the cream cheese, so I would be upset about that because I'm all about that dairy. Um, <laughs> but we're not here to talk about bagels today, are we, Shannon? No. <laughs> um, we're talking about friendships today. Yeah, we sure are. So let's get right into it. Um, first of all, Shannon. Have you ever had a friendship with someone that you didn't expect to be friends with? I would say yes. Um, it just in that um, at uh, a place I used to work, um, it was kind of funny because I I walked in um, not really knowing how long I was going to be there. I was kind of part time, um, but. I still remember walking in, meeting the first person I met um, would later become one of my best friends who I'm still friends with to this day. Um, so it's kind of cool, like going into, you know, work <laughs> and then coming out of it. And um, I have like one of my one of my closest friends and um, I have another two really close friends from from that specific work environment. So, um, yeah, I didn't expect that. I've left a job, but I gained three friends. <laughs> That's the best. When you have friends at work, it just makes all the difference. It really does. It just, it does not feel like work. It feels like fun, which I guess can be challenging too. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Emma? Have you ever had a friendship with someone you didn't expect to be friends with? I feel like most of my friendships, I could say this. I am actually just appalled to find out that our producer, Steven, who is one of my dearest friends, um, I thought we'd be friends immediately, but apparently another friend, he and Ellen were trying to cut me out. Anyways, um, <laughs> so my friend Ellen, shout out to her. She's probably going to listen to this. Did not like me when we first met. We were studying abroad. We were in France. We did not live in the same residence, but we were in the same class. And I don't know, something, we just like didn't hit it off, I guess. She didn't, we didn't have the same things in common. Uh, we still mm -hmm. often don't. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that through uh, that experience and, 
you know, just kind of everything we did and growing closer, being in a foreign country. And I honestly, like, now that I'm saying this out loud, I don't, <laughs> I don't want her to listen to this. I'm like, why are we friends? <laughs> but there was something about each other that I think that we found that was so special. And we recognized that like light inside of each other. And mm-hmm. to this day, uh, she remains like one of my closest friends and just like a person you can depend on. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, didn't really expect to be friends with her. I think that many people, when they first meet me, they, they think that I'm kind of, um, crusty has been a, a word used to describe crusty. me. Crusty. Crusty with a heart of gold to quote unquote. Um, ah, you are a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I would take the bullshit bagels. <laughs> I'm already crusty. <laughs> but I have that soft cream cheese inside, you know? Like I, I am Yeah, I that's my heart of gold, my cream cheese heart. Like I I'm honestly such a softy. Like I am such a softy to the point that like one time I got wow, th- these stories are getting really wild. But one time I got slapped in the face and I just sat there and cried mm-hmm. in a bar. Anyways, I digress. Um, I think that a lot of my friendships have seemed unlikely or sort of unexpected, but it's truly through the like sincerity or like almost like humor, I want to say. Anyways, I feel like I'm going on a huge tangent here, but we're here to talk about the friendship between our four favorite ladies Mm-hmm. Or I mean, I guess maybe they're not our favorite ladies, but ladies that we admire so much. And that in our last episode, we talked about ladies that we would like to be or that we used to aspire to be. Yeah, definitely. The the friendships in Sex and City between Carrie, Sam, um, Miranda and Charlotte, I always really looked up to because I, I just wanted that really close knit core four um group of friends and I feel (laughs) I feel like I went a really really long time with like thinking that I had found it but not really like just just kind of that searching and aspirational hope that I would find it one day Hmm. and it's interesting because like we don't really know too much about how they met yeah, I think they're I think they're all really brought together by Carrie and Carrie kind of seems to be the the son that all of the other women and their friendships kind of rotate around. Um so we don't know how they met, but I would I would hazard a guess that it was Carrie that that brought them all together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I mean it's just pretty wild. Like we've talked about before like in the reboot of course Samantha's not coming back and people are of course upset because she's such an integral character um and Shannon you and I have both talked about how that might make sense because she does seem like a bit of an outsider but I think that the more discussion we had we actually kind of realized that it might be Charlotte who's more of the outsider like there's been many an occasion where values are so vastly different or you know, something that somebody says is just really upsetting to her. So just trying to explain that sort of friendship within the group is kind of an interesting one as well. 
Yeah, for sure. Like I can see um, Carrie, Miranda and Samantha having like a wonderful night out um, and like kind of clicking all together. They have kind of different values, but like there's enough similarity, I think, between them that there's I, I just believe that I guess as a threesome more so than I believe um, Charlotte being a part of that group, which is so strange because I haven't. I don't know, watching the show, it just that never really stuck out to me how different Charlotte is. And there's been so many times throughout the show where she like slut shames Samantha or she um, she kind of gets angry at Carrie for um, expecting to give her money um, to help out with her with her apartment. Um, But also Charlotte comes from money. So she tells Carrie that you have to. Um, learn to stand on your own two feet, but Charlotte gets an apartment in a really good divorce and <laughs> um, the best yeah, of she, divorces. Really, <laughs> really. <laughs> she she won she won that apartment for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and the, there's been you know times of conflict between her and Miranda, where Miranda really believes in having your career and kind of building like yourself and your career as the backbone for your life. Um, whereas Charlotte's ready to, to leave that and pursue motherhood and pursue like all in with a being married to some guy, which is just very antithetical, I think, to Sam and Miranda. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to think about, because if I think of, of my own life, I definitely know that the people I'm closest to are the ones that are sort of at the same point in their life, like in terms of whatever career relationship, what have you, Mm -hmm. um, that those are the people that kind of remain close and, and easier to talk to in a way or easier to relate to. Um, but in sex and the city, of course, we see the women from season one to the second movie. (laughs) I mean, their friendships remain quite strong. So I just wonder where that strength sort of comes from, especially seeing as we've already sort of identified Charlotte as an outsider and having that completely different life. But then I guess I say that, but then they end up like Miranda gets married too. And Samantha has that relationship with Smith and perhaps they did kind of grow together and were able to overcome those sort of different values. I want to believe that, but the more that I think about it, the more that, I mean, Charlotte's just on such a clear trajectory um, towards like a a domestic, wonderful life with her husband and her children. Um, And I just, I'm I'm curious to what extent she's able to continue seeing the other characters as frequently as she does, like to be able to keep going to brunches and uh, go to workout classes or um, I don't know, go shopping just like on at the drop of a hat when you have two kids that are eventually going to go through school <laughs> um, and you're kind of, I don't know, it seems like there's, I would imagine that she would have more time and more of her attention devoted towards that. And I can see her like moving out of the city and going back to Connecticut and having a big home with a big yard or something. So I don't know. I, I believe Charlotte is drifting apart from the group more than I do Samantha. Yeah, I could Which see is- that. I think I was trying to justify it. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you, and then I, even as I was saying it, I was like, no, I don't know if that makes sense. So then you just fully 
validated that. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting, like, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. I, I thought the episode, um, with, uh, it, I think it's called frenemies, um, which Carrie also takes the credit for coming up with that word. <laughs> You're not that good of a writer. Um, <laughs> in my opinion but um it kind of explores how they are friends and I thought a really interesting thing was that Charlotte doesn't fit with her old friend group of sorority sisters either um it just it kind of seems like Charlotte doesn't fit in anywhere and I wonder if that's just I don't know I wonder like to does Charlotte want what she's going after or is she kind of following like a prescriptive life that was like shown to her by her parents but maybe this is like too philosophical for sex in the city <laughs> i don't know i really question charlotte yeah charlotte has a big old question mark over her head for sure um it's interesting that you bring that up because like there are moments where charlotte sorts of like sort of like lets loose and you know allows herself to have that bit of fun so maybe she is sort of prescribing to this lifestyle that has that society has sort of like written out for her mm-hmm. and but maybe on some level that's the strength of their friendship or that is where she finds validation in that group because she doesn't truly believe it perhaps and especially after her marriage with Trey I mean <laughs> like that was a big old oof so <laughs> <laughs> and he seemed to be the perfect man and then she you know she ends up marrying somebody completely unexpected like the lovable Harry who is bald and and Jewish and just so not what she was expecting and and maybe that's another potential sign of her kind of breaking free of that life but Mm -hmm. that being said there are still so many question marks like the conversations between her and Samantha are just to the point where even when Samantha says, I'm dating the guy who's got the funkiest tasting spunk and Charlotte literally stands up and leaves. Like, I think that there's a point where your friend might say something that could offend you or perhaps like be a little too much for you, but to just like full on, I don't know, over a comment like that, it just, it's, it seems a bit extreme. She's, she's, She's definitely got that question mark. Yes. Yeah. She, she has her, she has very clear boundaries um, that she, yeah, she, she's not going to sit and listen to, <laughs> to the funkiest tasting spunk conversation. <laughs> 100%. And we sort of talked about how um, Charlotte almost seems more like one of Carrie's one-off friends. So yeah, let's talk about that. Like Carrie has numerous friends in the series that are just so different. <laughs> They're all so different. They are. Yeah, it really um at the at the beginning of the series especially it really paints Carrie as this um like party girl, New York circuit. Um she just kind of knows everybody. Um which is kind of and it it kind of adds to her character a little bit and that she is she's obviously like a very social and uh well-liked person um but there's some there's some of those characters that don't seem to make as much sense (laughs) Mm -hmm. as others like skipper 
um, in the in the first few seasons is such a why why are they friends like why why is Carrie friends with this like giant man child I don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah like and I mean maybe we'll talk about this a bit later but we sort of talked about how the women don't seem to have external hobbies and so with a friend like Skipper I don't see that being totally unbelievable um like you know I I could see Carrie being I mean one of her best friends as well as Stanford who is sort of different in terms of being a socialite and you know he just is a bit more outside of her life so I could see like a friendship between a Carrie and a Skipper Um, but what I don't see is where that friendship was formed like maybe a bonding over liking the same author maybe like they met at a boxing class or like I don't I don't even know why that example came to my head but I I could see that potentially being like some sort of connecting point even though they're so different um but that was never really discussed or he just kind of appeared and and he was there and then as quickly as he was there he was gone yeah he just he he faded (laughs) he uh he moved out of new york i okay i've never thought about this before but i think in my own brain carrie meets skipper when she's shopping for her ancient cell phone well it's now ancient i guess at the time it wasn't um and skipper is like the guy behind the counter who like knows a little bit about computers and cell phones and he sells it to her and then he's like oh i just ended my shift can we hang out and then he just never leaves i could see that especially with how he reacted or acted around miranda like he is like a little puppy dog that uh at the sight of the new phone or the new treat just changes course completely like when he was having sex with a woman and Miranda calls and he just gets up and leaves (laughs) (laughs) which I think is just one of the most wild things I've ever heard I also just like side note why do people answer phones in tv shows and movies when they're having sex like just just don't answer the phone (laughs) okay I think I have once (laughs) and I think it was because it was like an important call. <laughs> I think it was my mom or something. Like it was like it was an important call. I needed to take mm-hmm. that call. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was not great. That was not a good decision. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to come for you. I just think it's so like it's just so frequent, and every single time, I'm always like, just don't answer the phone. <laughs> just don't. Yeah, just let it let it roll to voicemail. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, let the machine take it as uh, as they would have it in the Sex and the City universe. Um, but anyways, I'm sorry, I completely digressed. But we're talking about <laughs> Carrie's one-off friends. Mm-hmm. She's got many many wild cards, like Amelita. That was the that was the Euro euro what what did they did they call her euro trash i don't know if i want to they call did, her they euro did. trash yes oh. i believe they did but she was kind of great she was she was having a great time i would have loved to see more of her to be honest i think that i could see her being part of the group more than charlotte at points and she was there for one episode 
Yeah, honestly, Samantha would love her. Like, they would hit it off. And can we talk about how Amelita, like, hooked Carrie up with another source of income, which Mm -hmm. she desperately needs? She desperately needs to pay for those shoes and those bags and those outfits, honey. (laughs) I don't know where where this voice is coming from. But truly, like, Amelita was a beacon of light. (laughs) why did she not stay yes and you know she had like the hookup with like italian designers too like i i don't know why carrie didn't nurture that friendship a little bit more there's some sort of weird um what's the word there's something weird happening there like from her being from a foreign country i can't think of the word right now but i just feel like yeah, like you said, like they could have nurtured that friendship a little more and I would have believed that way more than their friendships with Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then um, we had like Susan Sharon. Yes, Susan <sighs> Sharon. I just love saying her name. That's like one of those characters with a really great full package name. <laughs> Yeah, Susan Sharon is a great name. I feel like it would be a great, like, D&D character. <laughs> but, yeah, Susan Sharon, I... Let's talk about Susan Sharon. Let, let's, yes. Because <laughs> that, that was kind of an interesting episode in terms of, like, Carrie, Carrie's friendship with this person that we really didn't know. Um, but there's, I don't know, it was kind of interesting to think about um, what what's the line with telling your friend whether or not to like break up with their partner or to like leave, leave their partner, leave their spouse. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I've been in that situation myself where (laughs) I've been like, yeah, no, dump, dump them. Like, "Mm," and they don't. And it kind of reflects badly on you. So I I kind of understand where Carrie is coming from in this like situation. However, um, Susan Sharon needs to get out of that that marriage that was not a good marriage (laughs) he was full and abusive I mean you see that so much in the show there's I mean obvious I don't think we ever see any physical abuse but there's so much manipulation and emotional abuse in relationships that I think that people are noticing more now upon the rewatches but there are a lot of unhealthy relationships but that is just like a blatant example of one and she was so close she almost got out and then what true love won the day like what with a dog it was a dog <gasps> that saved the day no, which is like... it was charlotte's dog yes oh my gosh yes it's all coming back to me why why is this a recurring theme in the show like because we also see later when steve tries to patch things up with a dog and it's like people dogs are like babies babies do not fix relationships <laughs> Yeah, that, that's kind of a common thing for a lot of the friendships and relationships throughout the show is that they kind of just wrap up in a very neat and tidy bow at the end of the episode. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, you don't really get those. Um, I mean, I understand it's a half half an hour show, but um, the, some of these issues that they're kind of bringing up could and should be explored with a bit more nuance and detail then you know here's an apology muffin basket everything's yeah. good now let's go to brunch <laughs> or taking the bullshit bagels <laughs> or taking the bullshit bagels yeah <laughs> it's true i that's such an interesting point that i actually hadn't even thought about that like 
just the wrapping up with a with a tidy bow at the end. And I think that, I mean, obviously the relationships have deep cuts, but I think the friendships as well, like that's not, I, I'm of the opinion that I think my, or I believe that my friendships are just as important as my relationship. And I think that, you know, when there's tension or, or a fight or anything uncomfortable between them, that cuts as deeply as relationship problems. And I think that that's never really addressed in the show. Like you said, it is fixed with a muffin basket and it has a tidy little um, resolution. And maybe that (laughs) explains how they stay friends. I don't know, but it's pretty unrealistic to me. No, it it super is. Because if you're looking at these women as your model of friends, it, I mean, it's so aspirational that it really, it isn't realistic that you're going to never encounter any problems. Or if you do, like they're, they don't, nobody walks away with like a really deep hurt or bruise that, you know, needs to be like addressed with care. Like they, I mean, real relationships are hard and, and really complex, especially nurturing friendships for like more than 10 years. Um, it's, it's not, it's not as easy as going to brunch every Saturday with, with your gals or going shopping. Um, there, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of points in the show where, um, I just think that if that would happen <laughs> in real life or it would happen to me, like if I was slut shamed or um, if I, I was shamed for, you know, like not having money or asking a friend for money or uh, expecting a friend to give me her engagement ring. Um, yeah. It just like it would hurt like that. That would hurt the relationship. That would be something to to really work on. But they don't really ever focus on that. It's always on the problems with the men, um, mm-hmm. which can be an unhealthy model (laughs) yeah and it it is a show that of course it's a show about relationships of dating and like that can't necessarily be discounted but it is also a show about friendship and even like the quotation like I can't remember exactly what it is but basically they're talking about how like can't friends be your soulmates and like Mm -hmm. that is sort of the resounding message whoa the resounding message that the show is trying to give you Mm -hmm. um and yet when you really like dive deep and look at the friendships, they do seem rather shallow. And when it seems like something like, you know, Amelita could easily be replaced for Charlotte, like that doesn't bode well for a show that shows its strength in its friendships. And that is basically the theme. Mm -hmm. There's also like the friendships of the male characters. Yeah. Okay. So my, my brother and I watched the show. We didn't watch it together. He watched it after me, but that was one of the reasons he loved the show. He, he loved when all the guys would bro out as he put it, which they don't really ever do. I think he's just thinking of the one time they all went golfing in a movie. Um, (laughs) But yeah, he really loved the, the male character relationships like between Steve and, um, and Aiden. Can you imagine bonding so hard over your ex like that? Has that ever happened to you? Bonding was, uh... or like, or, you know, that your ex bonded with another ex. I know you haven't had as many exes as I have. (laughs) 
<laughs> but that exact situation happened to me once. Uh, what happened? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, of course. I Well, I was quite young and I had gotten out of a relationship. I mean, I was like 19 and I got out of a relationship of like three years. And for some reason, he and my ex from when I was like 16, you know, like that month long boyfriend you have when you're 16. The boyfriend I wanted. I never had it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had the boyfriend with the car. So <laughs> this is, these are the aspirational goals you have when you actually, oh, no, I don't want to admit how old I was. I was 14 or 15. Anyways, that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they just, so when I was older, I just started seeing my ex at the same bars that I went to and, uh, you know, places that he wouldn't have gone otherwise. And then I started seeing him with my 16 year old ex, not he wasn't 16, but you know, like from when we were 16 Mm -hmm. and it just started, it was a very intense, you know, when it's intentional, right? Like, you know, and you know that Steve and Aiden bonded over that. Oh Yeah. 100%. They bonded so hard, they opened a bar together. (laughs) Like, that is just, wow. They both had dogs. They like to shoot hoops. Uh, Other similarities. Aiden probably designed the bar furniture for Steve. It was a very mutual, reciprocal relationship. I feel like they almost have more hobbies than the women themselves. And we barely see that relationship. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. Like there's even, there's one line, um, Aiden kind of prefers to stay in with like a bucket of KFC and Steve also references like eating chicken wings, like with Aiden in the throes of heartbreak. Like we can kind of paint a more, um, vivid picture of who they are outside of their relationships in some ways than we can the women. Yeah. I I don't like (laughs) Yeah. And like, But I guess from the other male characters, we don't see as much. But of course, we see a lot of Big. And Big, Carrie even says at one point, like, but you don't have any friends. Isn't Mm. that a huge red flag? I don't know. I wouldn't date a person that didn't have any friends. I would be worried about that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he doesn't even deny it. (laughs) No, he's like, yeah. I, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he definitely doesn't even deny it. And I just like... I don't know. There's a lot of red flags here. Your ex is becoming friends, not having any friends. But we sort of talked to about like how in our lives, or at least in my life, like my friendships are so integrated into my relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with just like, I don't know if that has to do with like convenience or, <laughs> or just like having the same hobbies or like liking to do group activities when it's not COVID and, Mm. or something like that. But it just seems like such a struggle with these women. Like the friends are such a big deal. It's such a big deal to meet your friends. I guess it's like the meeting your family of the Midwest (laughs) (laughs) or something like, because you're in New York, obviously your family's not there. They Mm -hmm. are back home or wherever. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just like, it's such a huge thing. Yeah, it's, um, it's uh, like they have such a categorized way of looking at relationships, like especially Carrie. Carrie very much seems to separate. I mean, we explore her probably the most, but her dating life is so separate from um, the, her friendships with the with the other women. Um, and 
we re we rarely see them all together. I think we see them all together when Petrovsky and Carrie throw a dinner party, which was kind of weird because that comes in at the, the last minute of the show. Um, and then at, I don't know, a wedding, a couple of weddings. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Like I've, I've always kind of been true to like Carrie and Big. Um, now I, I don't really know why. Maybe need to unpack that um but like isn't that a good isn't that a good reason for her to be with Aiden because like there's the Miranda Steve dynamic like they're already friends like it just seems so much easier and friendly and wholesome to hang out as a as a big group of people rather than keeping everything so separate so you're an Aiden fan I actually realized that we've never talked about this, like who Car Carrie should have picked. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I, I think I need to give Aiden a fairer shot. I, I watched the whole series and I kind of was just like, well, she's going to end up with big clearly. Like that's, that's just what is going to happen. So I never really saw, I saw her and Aiden as being too different and Aiden is almost too good for her <laughs> especially like before the whole affair um or during the affair like he you know he was really in it as like a whole patient uh like person um and carrie just wasn't i don't know she wasn't ready for that you know she's too selfish um yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Carrie and Big's relationship is the best, but in some ways, I think they kind of deserve each other. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree with you. I definitely remember when I was younger, of course, like thought Aiden was the best and like whatever, mm -hmm. like she should have picked him, and, you know, what, like yada, yada, yada. But yeah, upon my most recent rewatch, mm -hmm. I exactly like you said, like they just don't really have that in common. Yeah. Um, they both have their flaws. I definitely see like Aiden not being perfect. Carrie was 100% not perfect in any way, shape or form. She never is. Um, but yeah, they were just too different. And it was, again, just coming back to like, I feel like I keep talking about this, but like just coming back to like hobbies and stuff, like you said, like they really had nothing in common, mm -hmm. which made their relationship a little like unbelievable. Yeah, I with Carrie and Aiden, I always come back to the cigarettes and I <laughs> I watch the show a number of times now and I kind of like mine that cigarette metaphor if it is one. I don't know if the show's that deep, but um like, like Carrie and smoking was a really big part of who she was early in the show and I thought that was a really big it could be seen as a really big red flag that she lied to Aiden right off the bat to change herself and then she um she she really she tried and then as kind of big came back in so did cigarettes like there's that whole cheating um kind of thing but i don't know it seemed like she she was trying to be a different person maybe she was trying to be a better version of herself but she just kind of wasn't there yet um yeah i see what you're saying yeah but, but i agree like cigarettes are such I, it sounds kind of stupid to say but like cigarettes are such an integral part of her character um, the smoking often comes up. I love the scene where her and Stanford are just like chain smoking in the apartment. <laughs> just like smoking is great. Smoking is wonderful. Like how could yes. anyone not like smoking? It just didn't seem realistic, but I do see that 
friendship between Aiden and Steve, like more realistic than Carrie's relationship with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So they kind of have, I guess we kind of talked about this. They have their dedicated friend time versus their dedicated dating time. And that just like doesn't overlap. I don't know. Yeah, like um like I've been in a relationship where it, like it was very very separate and like uh he didn't he hated my friends. <laughs> um I really didn't like his friends. Um and it was just it was really hard to uh do anything group wise together. It was just it was it felt so isolating. Um, and it also felt really uncomfortable, like when, you know, one of us had like a birthday party or a party or whatever, and, um, it just felt like oil and water, like you couldn't mix the two for fear of <laughs> what would happen. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's not, I don't know. It's not a very comfortable thing. Is that like an, I wonder if that's an older way of looking at friendships versus relationships. And there was kind of that, um, you're my friend and then this is my relationship and we separate separate categories yeah like I wonder if that's an idea that maybe because I mean both you and I have seen their relationships with each other and their lives as sort of something that's aspirational mm -hmm. um but I wonder if yeah like you said like if that's just changed or if like our ideals are just different mm -hmm. um but yeah I can't I honestly like can't imagine a life where I couldn't invite my partner to my birthday party because of what they might think of my friends or, you know what I mean? Like I just, to me, that overlap is, is so important. And in the show, we see it very little, which makes it feel a little bit shallow perhaps, but maybe it was just a different time. <laughs> it could have been, it could have been, I feel like, yeah, it's just it, things. I don't know. Maybe like the culture right now is just more fluid and, and open. And this HBO show from 20 years ago is <laughs> not quite there yet. Yeah. I also just watched the episode and we'll get to this in a different episode, but talking about fluidity, I'm actually so impressed with Samantha's, um, uh, when she just like 100% approves of Carrie's, uh, bisexual boyfriend. It's just yep. like, oh, it's great. I love it. But we'll talk about that in a different episode. Yes. Another episode. <laughs> um, what else do we have to talk about? The portrayal of female friendships through a male gaze. I guess we've sort of been kind of talking about this the whole time. Yeah. the. I think it's really interesting, the perception of these women as women. Um it's, it kind of seems to be told through the eyes of a man. <laughs> like, this, just the most, I don't know, like stereotypical, like reduced idea of what a, a woman is who, who isn't, you know, married and, and settled, you know, having, having her life in the city. What is she doing? She's having brunch and going to parties or clubs, going shopping, the going to a inner goddess workout class, <laughs> a one-off workout class. Um, there or isn't, a, or a sex workshop or yes, yeah, a tantric sex workshop. <laughs> oh my God. That is one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of a fun story though. Like that would be, 
it would be a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, we don't really have an idea of who these women are outside of their own activities and their their hobbies or their interests. Um, and I think it's kind of interesting that we never their friendship is so important and they're always together. We so rarely see the realities of their lives kind of like creep in or overtake that. And like, I, I think of Miranda being a partner at a law firm, like doesn't work sometimes prevent you from, you know, going out for like a, a weekly, I don't know, brunch or dinner. Or, I don't know. Yeah. I just like- feel like that would come up more. Yeah. Like I remember even with the baby, she's like, I need to cut back to 50 hours a week. And I'm like, I work like 35 hours a week and I am drained. Like, <laughs> like how do you have this energy, especially when you go for brunch with your friends and you're all eating a salad and like drinking water? <laughs> <laughs> there's no protein. Yeah. There's no protein. You're not going to be full. And like, I like, not like I like shopping with my friends. I like going for brunch, but every time we see them at some sort of like external hobby, like reading, for example, like you would think that Carrie as a writer would be a big reader, um, Mm -hmm. which we don't even see until the movie really Mm -hmm. that she loves the smell of library books or whatever. But in the show, the only context in which we ever see her reading or seeing that as a hobby is when she's at a party like when she's at a book launch you know Mm -hmm. what I mean yeah so I I mean I don't mean to question the validity of these um fictional relationships but (laughs) (laughs) but to tell you the truth it's like the more and more we talk about it and the more and more we break it down it does seem incredibly unrealistic that these women would a exist and b be friends <laughs> it, yeah yeah for sure it, i like samantha's real connection to them here is also like the shopping and the brunch like her main hobby that we see her doing outside of that is masturbating which <laughs> <laughs> i would hazard a guess doesn't click with all of them in the same way yeah Yeah, yeah, just thinking about that, like, yeah, it's masturbating or having sex or buying sex toys or returning her sex toys or like, yeah, there's really nothing outside of that. I also wonder, like, what do they talk about on dates? Like, if you have no hobbies, like, what do you talk about? Oh, 100%. I feel like Miranda would have Miranda would have some topics that she would cycle through. I can see that. But Carrie, like, do you? Do you just wait for the guy to talk so that you have more material for your column? Like (laughs) just taking notes the whole time? I don't know. Yeah. And that totally goes back to like the show just totally being told to the male gaze. Like it's just they have nothing of substance to really talk about or that we relate to on any level. So, yeah, I don't know. Is it even real? I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's, but. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it it is a really fun, aspirational, escapist kind of show. Like, I I look at all four of them, and I know in my heart of hearts, I will never be any of them because <laughs> um, they're not real people, and I don't I don't want to. I mean, I mean, I kind of want to have 
the balls that Samantha does um, in some situations, <laughs> like the martini throwing. Would love, would love a chance to do that. So I guess it kind of looking at the four, looking at the core four, the core four women in remembering myself as a, as a young youth uh, watching the show growing up. Um, I, I wonder about like how friendships are supposed to look. And like, obviously this is quite aspirational and unrealistic to a degree to have, you know, for, um, for friends like this with no problems and if there are problems they're wrapped up so neatly um but i think it's it, it's an interesting it's an interesting question like what what do adult friendships look like and what do you expect your adult friendships to look like as you're growing up and what what do they actually look like because i think this show represents what you want them to look like but maybe not what they do look like actually but it kind of something that we've always talked about is that that is one of the the strengths of the show that we that really resonated with us growing up was that they had really strong friendships with each other. So even though they're kind of unrealistic and <laughs> you know they might not be the actual like friendships you have with um, your friends now, I think there's it's kind of cool that like Carrie like these are Carrie's family. Like Sam, Miranda, and Charlotte are her chosen family, and it's cool that you can. Um, you can have such a significant group of friends that are separate and whole um, and just as important as your romantic relationships. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I do like, I do feel like we broke down, like, why would they even be friends a lot and maybe yes. like shit on that <laughs> a lot. But I mean, there's strength and differences. And I, I definitely have friendships like we sort of talked about at the beginning that were totally unexpected and they remain some of my closest people that I, you know, call <laughs> on a weekly basis or, or talk to all the time. Yeah. Just your, your friendships can really enrich you even like whether they're just a one-time episode, Amelita, Susan, Sharon, um, or they're there <laughs> for all six seasons in two movies, like, uh, Samantha, Charlotte, or Miranda. Um, they yeah, friends, friends add a lot, even if they're different than than you. <laughs> Love it. Story We Can't, Don't Hate Us is edited and produced by Stephen Cook, who has never seen Sex in the City, but started diligently watching for research purposes and continued for Matthew McConaughey. And we are ever so thankful for that. <laughs> and a huge thank you to Travis Bretzer, who created our extremely jazzy theme music. He literally, we didn't ask him, he heard what was happening and volunteered. So please treat your ears and follow him on Spotify at Travis Bretzer. That's B-R-E-T-Z-E-R. Um, he's a treat to listen to. Yes. Yeah, totally. And another special thank you to Jamie Clanahan, who used all of the crayons in her digital art box to create our splashy cover art and branding. You can check out her work at www.jamieclanahan.com. That's J A. I-M-E-C-L-A-N-A-C-H-A-N.com. 
And please rate, review, subscribe, or if you feel so inclined, DM us a post-it note to at don't hate us pod on Instagram.